And of course, I'm still on mute. Let's start that over. Good evening. Our top story tonight, Mike McDonald, new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. They have a new direction, replacing the oldest head coach in the NFL with the now youngest head coach in the NFL, former defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. So there's just one job left. The Washington Commanders, only team without a head coach. We also have Arthur Smith joining the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bunch of other coaching transactions throughout the day as well, and more on player profiler today happy to be back happy to have friends like harry snowman in the chat and happy for mike mcdonald mike mcdonald has by all accounts been one of the hardest workers and good evening to you as well anthony but mike mcdonald being an extremely hard worker and extremely Good guy to be around and had success at multiple stops. He has been the defensive coordinator for the Ravens for the past two years. That has absolutely been successful. Then we've seen before that he was with the University of Michigan to be one year as the defensive coordinator. Very successful there. And before that, he coached multiple positions. He was the defensive back coach for the Ravens in 2017. Then he became the linebacker coach for three years for the Ravens. So he has the versatility and by all accounts, not even just the Seattle Seahawks loved Mike McDonald. Several teams that hired different coaches said he had the best interview. Now, there's other reasons to not hire someone just because the interview, maybe the long-term plan isn't what your vision is, even if the interview was good. So Mike McDonald, very respected, very endeared by the players that work under him. So he is the new head coach at 36 years old, the youngest head coach in the NFL, replacing Pete Carroll, the oldest head coach in the NFL. He was older than Bill Belichick by a couple months. And now Seahawks are headed in a new direction, completely new direction. Mike McDonald also this year went four and oh, facing the NFC West. So he has experience facing the division, though he was just the defensive coordinator and this is a whole team effort. And we'll see how this shakes out. He still at some point is going to need a quarterback. I'm a Geno Smith fan. You don't need to move on from Geno Smith, but Geno Smith is not getting you to a Super Bowl more than likely. There's a small world where it happens if he goes on, gets on fire and you have an incredible roster. But Geno Smith doesn't stop you for looking for a new quarterback. Doesn't have to be this year. Doesn't have to be anytime soon. But at some point, Seahawks are going to have to swing for the fences at quarterback. Maybe you draft another QB in the third round and hope it works out there. Maybe you take someone from Washington, Michael Penix, in the draft. We'll talk about that in the Senior Bowl later. As for Mike McDonald, it sounds like Zach Orr, the inside linebackers coach for the Baltimore Ravens, who was an undrafted free agent turned starter for the Ravens, had to retire because of neck issues. Sounds like he's going to be the defensive coordinator. We'll see who he picks as offensive coordinator and the rest of the staff. As for the Baltimore Ravens, they need a new defensive coordinator, obviously. Denard Wilson, the defensive back coach for the Baltimore Ravens, he's been getting interviews across the NFL Anthony Weaver, the defensive line coach and assistant head coach, still in the running for the commander's job and has, by all accounts, very much impressed in his interviews. And then Chris Hewitt, the pass game coordinator, also in contention for the defensive coordinator job. So lots of options internally for the Baltimore Ravens to replace Mike McDonald. But this leaves one job, one job left that we need to figure out and that's the Washington Commanders. Who's it going to be? We'll talk 
about that after a word from the Podfather. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add Titan Premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. Hey, so many ask me, what's wrong with sports books? Why so many of them fail? The answer is simple. They don't innovate. They're just casino sports books on a phone. That's all they've been. There are a few that are doing a good job. We partner with them. Most of them, not so much. Until Bet Openly came along. Bet Openly said, hey, we're going to innovate. We're going to do something groundbreaking. We're going to have peer-to-peer betting in all states. And you pay 1%. When you win, you pay just 1% on your winnings. You heard that right. It's 1%. With code Underworld, you qualify for just that 1% transaction fee on Bet Openly. It gives you ultimate flexibility to set your own lines and browse lines that others have set. Think about it. That's what betting should be, and now that is the reality. BetOpenly.com, the code is Underworld, check it out. And we are back, and the Washington Commanders have to figure out who their head coach is going to be. They had so many options, and now that has dried up. Mike McDonald takes a job with the Seahawks. Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, turns them down, says, I do not want to interview for this job, and the takes are flying. People are furious about Ben Johnson turning this job down, said no to the Commanders while they were in air coming to Detroit to interview Ben Johnson, but also Aaron Glenn. So it's not like the commanders wouldn't have been on the flight anyways. They would have been coming in to meet with Aaron Glenn, who is still in the running to be the next head coach of the Washington commanders, as is. Uh, who else do we have in here? I am blank. Oh, okay. I'm refreshed my memory. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn at plus 600. He is apparently interviewing well and loved and endeared by everyone that he meets. Everyone that plays for Dan Quinn absolutely loves him. Eric Bieniemy is third in the running at 16 to one bill Belichick at 33 to one though. Aaron Glenn, Anthony Weaver, the defensive line coach, assistant head coach of Baltimore Ravens. He's not listed and neither is Anthony or neither is Aaron Glenn, but the favorite to be the next head coach of the Washington commanders is someone that wasn't listed as a finalist. Someone that was, not thought to be in the running, someone that didn't get a second interview, and that's Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel now leading the betting odds to become the Washington Commanders head coach at plus 190. And through all the turmoil, this would be a slam dunk hire if the Washington Commanders go with Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel needs to be a head coach in the NFL. Again, he deserves this job, and he would whip that program into shape real quick. So I would be excited with Mike Vrabel. We'll see if they hire Eric Bieniemy, Dan Quinn, 
Aaron Glenn, Anthony Weaver. We'll see what happens. But Mike Vrabel is now the favorite. And whoever takes the commander's job is going to have a lot of money to spend. They lead the NFL in cap space with over $73 million in cap space. In the top five, we've also got the Titans at seven, almost $72 million, the Texans at almost $70 million, the Patriots at over $66 million, and the Colts at nearly $63 million. So a lot of money to spend for those five teams. Then we get to the Bengals. Bengals have a lot of money to spend. Bengals, even though they just extended Joe Burrow, even though they have to pay T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, that's going to take a sizable portion of that salary cap. They've still got money to spend. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to be dangerous with Joe Burrow back and healthy. And so are the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions sitting there at number seven with $58.6 million. The Detroit Lions are going to have money to spend. Ben Johnson's offense is going to get better. They're going to spend money and actually get more talent on the defense. Very excited for my Detroit Lions. We've also got the Bucks, the Bears, and the Cardinals with all over 42 million, between 42 and 47 million, rounding out that top 10. So lots of money to spend for the Washington Commanders, whoever ultimately gets this job. But we've got some other jobs that have been settled. Pittsburgh Steelers have hired Arthur Smith. So Arthur Smith, after his embattled tenure, with the Atlanta Falcons, where he kind of lost the plot at the end of his time there, where he started featuring Tyler Algier and Jonu Smith. Arthur Smith, new offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But you got to remember, when Arthur Smith was just an offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, he fed his guys. Derrick Henry dominated. A.J. Brown and Corey, D- Corey, not Corey Dillon, goodness gracious, Corey Davis, guy retires for not even a full year. And we're already forgetting his name, but A.J. Brown, Corey Davis had almost 200 targets combined. Arthur Smith can do the job, but not everyone should be the head coach. Arthur Smith should not have been the head coach. Can Mike Tomlin rein him in? Or is George Pickens going to be reduced to what? The Mac Hollins role in the offense? Deontay Johnson, the new Drake London, inconsistent and frustrating. Darnell Washington. Going to be the tight end one, even though he's the tight end two behind Pat Fryermouth. Who who knows? We'll see how this all shakes out. The Eagles have hired Kellen Moore to be their new offense coordinator. They believe that Kellen Moore can push back and stand up to a veteran coaching staff. They've got Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator. They've got Nick Sirianni, who is a character. Let's just put it at that. But Kellen Moore, now the offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles, and he will have A.J. Brown this season. A.J. Brown joined Devontae Smith. They did a joint interview on the Kay Adams show and denied it. Said, no, I'm not going anywhere. I I have know nothing about these trade rumors. I deleted my Twitter and Instagram to focus and just try to be a better person, grow as a person. But media seems to try to be putting us together. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, noticing how fantasy gamers are frustrated that it's one or the other, not both, and they don't want to be parted. And they also don't want to be without their captain, their center, Jason Kelsey. I'm starting to think Jason Kelsey is going to be back on his podcast. Travis Kelsey talks about how seeing Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl, once again, is going to make it really hard to retire. So is Jason Kelsey going to come back? I'm starting to think that he very well might. And... The final update we have on the Philadelphia Eagles, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick could be the front of the line if Nick Sirianni is fired. 
But we've also heard that Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, doesn't actually like Bill Belichick and doesn't want to work with him. So what's the truth? I don't know, but we have other updates on Bill Belichick as well. Jerry Jones says that there is no doubt in his mind that he could work with Bill Belichick, that the two of them could work together. So if Mike McCarthy ends up fired, could Bill Belichick be the replacement? Now, we've also heard that the Chiefs could look for Bill Belichick if Andy Reid retires. The Bills have Sean McDermott on the hot seat. The Giants have uh, good Brian Dable on the hot seat. Bill Belichick could replace Brian Dable, return to the New York Giants. Or Bill Belichick could just stay retired, which would probably be the best for all the organizations involved. But you never know. What's going to happen in the NFL? We do know for the Buffalo Bills, they're going to be sticking with Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator, interim offensive coordinator, who finished out the season as the OC replaced Ken Dorsey, kind of unfairly. Ken Dorsey got blamed for the turnovers for Josh Allen when it wasn't his fault. They were just random turnovers. And the offense was more efficient with Ken Dorsey calling the shots. But we'll see how it shakes out. Ken Dorsey, by the way, going to be the new offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns. So he gets a chance to work with the bad man. And I don't think that's going to work out. I think Deshaun Watson is cooked. Bills also promoted Bobby Babich, the defensive coordinator and two, or sorry, the linebacker coach to defensive coordinator, the Broncos bring in Pete Carmichael, the fired offensive coordinator of the new Orleans saints comes back to working with Sean Payton. We don't know what his role is going to be yet, but he is going to be on the staffs. Sean Payton just trying to recreate the New Orleans Saints, but he's got to find a quarterback, got to figure out who that's going to be because it's not going to be Russell Wilson, who we are hearing could be going to the Las Vegas Raiders. This is the second time this rumor has circulated where there is smoke, there is fire. Is Russell Wilson going to end up a Raider? He talked about it in the past a couple of years ago. Russell Wilson said, I would be good to play for the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll see. We will keep you updated. That's why you tune into Player Profiler today. And make sure you subscribe to Player Profiler News on YouTube. We will also be airing this show on that network, on that channel on YouTube, bringing you all the news that you need. And we're going to be going back to seven days a week. I'm going to be coming to you three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then Tuesday, Thursday, on the weekend, we're going to have different hosts for you. And it is going to be glorious. So make sure you subscribe to the Player Profiler news channel rush to the Raiders seems like a strange fit prior to Pierce. Now it makes sense. I could see it. I could absolutely see it as for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have now lost their offensive coordinator, their wide receiver coach, their run game coordinator, which yeah, they've had a pretty rough run game the past couple of years and their special teams coordinator. Their offensive coordinator is obviously the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, Dave Canales, their wide receiver coach, Brad Idzik is the new OC for the Panthers. He's following in his footsteps, Harold Goodwin, the run game coordinator slash assistant head coach of the Buccaneers. He's heading to the Carolina Panthers. And obviously if he's assistant head coach, it's more about his leadership than his run game, which has not been overly successful. And Keith Armstrong, the special teams coordinator of the Bucks is retiring as well. So the Bucks interview Alex Van Pelt, who was unfairly fired by the Cleveland Browns. Antoine Randall L who's the wide receiver coach of the Detroit lions, Jared Johnson, but he's sticking with the Houston Texans QB coach of the Texans also interviewed their own QB coach, Thad Lewis as well. And Brian Johnson, former OC of the Philadelphia Eagles bears bring in Thomas Brown, who was the offense coordinator of the Carolina Panthers for a period of time for one season, but he worked with Shane Waldron with the Los Angeles Rams. So bears are trying to recreate, 
the Los Angeles Rams offense, essentially, which became the Seattle Seahawks offense, which also became the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. But Bears are shifting to that style of offense. Going to be looking for Caleb Williams to be playing more in structure. Is that going to work? Well, Caleb Williams is really talented, so it's probably going to work. But it's going to be more of a real offense rather than Caleb Williams just constantly trying to create magic. Also, speaking of the Los Angeles Rams, Ron Rivera and Brandon Staley, two former head coaches, interviewed to be defensive coordinator. They're obviously looking to replace Raheem Morris, who was the defensive coordinator before he was hired away by the Atlanta Falcons. Final piece of coordinator news. We've got the Green Bay Packers hiring a new defensive coordinator, Jeff Halfley. And I got to admit, I do not know a whole lot about Boston College football, but Jeff Halfley with Boston College had the team bowl eligible for three of four years. So Packers get a new defensive coordinator. It can't be worse than it was under Joe Burry. But Joe Barry, it really cannot be worse. Speaking of the Falcons and Raheem Morris, though the Rams looking to replace him, Morris signs a five-year contract. He's going to be paired with Zach Robinson, offense according to the Rams, and that's pretty exciting. The Rams had a top three running back in fantasy football, a top five wide receiver in fantasy football. Their wide receiver, two, averaged 13.5 points per game, and Stafford threw for less than 4,000 yards and just 24 touchdowns. Now, granted, Zach Robinson was not calling the plays, but we're going to install this West Coast Kyle Shanahan offense. And more importantly, we're just going to use our playmakers rationally. It's not going to be the Arthur Smith offense anymore, where B. John Robinson and Drake London just randomly are forced to sit out games. Metaphorically, they're still playing, but not getting the looks that they deserve. So at least we can assume rational coaching for now. Maybe that changes, but for now, we can assume rational coaching. Falcons also hired Jimmy Lake to be their defensive coordinator. Jimmy Lake is the Washington Huskies head coach who got fired for striking one of his players to break up a brawl. So he's at a bad time with the Washington Huskies. He gets replaced by Kalen DeBoer, and they have all the success that they've had recently before DeBoer heads to Alabama. But Jimmy Lake, the new defensive coordinator, the Wide receivers coach TJ Yates, you may remember him as well. Houston Texans quarterback. He's the new quarterback coach moving from wide receiver coach to QB coach for the Falcons. The Chargers give, give Jim Harbaugh a five-year contract. This five-year contract reportedly worth $16 million per year. That makes him the third highest paid coach in the NFL. Actually, no, he'd be the second because it was Bill Belichick at one. Now it's Sean Payton at one at $18 million per year. Jim Harbaugh, $16 million per year, $80 million total over those five years. He's bringing his defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter, with him from Michigan. And he's bringing Joe Hortiz, the director of player personnel for the Baltimore Ravens, worked with J John Harbaugh for a bunch of years. Now he is going to be the general manager of the Los Angeles Chargers. And congrats to Sharon Moore. Sharon Moore going to be with Michigan for five years. Five-year contract for the new head coach, former offensive coordinator, promoted to head coach. We also have the Senior Bowl. And you got to make sure you tune in immediately after this. Jason going to be talking with Cody Carpentier. Going to be talking with Roster Watch. So you got to tune in. Got to see Alex Dunlap's going to be there as well. Cody, Jason, I think it's just the three of them. Maybe tune in for some, some surprise guests as well, but they are tearing up at the Senior Bowl. What we are hearing is just a little bit of a preview. Lad McConkie cannot be covered at all. Neither can Roman Wilson, according to Ray G 
Roman Wilson is the wide receiver on day one. Roman Wilson has been dominant. Xavier Leggett from South Carolina, he had a massive bounce back day, which is incredible. Happy to hear that. That is exciting. Marshawn Lloyd, the USC running back, also balled out as well. And Fallers, Bo Nix has reportedly not had a great couple days. And my guy, Matty Kiwum, theorizing that the winner of this battle, Michael Penix versus Bo Nix, whoever shines brighter through the pre-draft process, that's going to be pretty valuable. Could go in the first round, maybe slides to the second round, but either way, that battle to be QB4 behind Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams and Drake May. To be that guy, that battle is going to be huge. Right now, it is 2-0 for Michael Penix, according to my guy, Matty Kiwum. We also see Spencer Rattler, Joe Milton struggle at the quarterback position, and wide receiver slash tight end from Florida State, Johnny Wilson, not having a great day either at the Senior Bowl. But speaking of bowl games, the Super Bowl is coming next week. We got to sit through the Pro Bowl first, the Pro Bowl is probably going to be pretty painful, but the Super Bowl. Despite the disappointment from a lot of people because of the repetitiveness, the fact that we've seen this matchup before four years ago, we still just got the most watched AFC championship ever. We got the most watched NFC championship since 2012, and we got a lot of Taylor Swift, except not really. Because Taylor Swift was only shown for 44 seconds during the AFC Championship game. That is less than 0.4% of the broadcast showing Taylor Swift. The other 99.61% did not have Taylor Swift. So, I don't know what to say. Uh, go watch Colin Coward, actually. Colin Coward, guy might have never had a right take, a correct take before this. Go listen to his thoughts on Taylor Swift. It is surprisingly coherent, surprisingly good, could not believe it. But as for the actual Super Bowl, the 49ers are going to be wearing white. I talked about this earlier today on Wake and Take, but the 49ers wearing white. The team in white has won 16 of the last 19, 16 of the last 19 games there, 16 and three since 2004. The Chiefs, though, did wear red when they beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. So they are one of the three teams to win in the home color at the Super Bowl. Can the Kansas City Chiefs repeat it? Can they duplicate it? Kyle Shanahan has the chance to win a Super Bowl with Christian McCaffrey and replicate what their fathers did. They won a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers. Mike Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, and Ed McCaffrey was a wide receiver there. Then they go and win two Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos, too. So it'd be another Shanahan-McCaffrey Super Bowl, potentially. George Kittle did not practice today, though. Did not practice today at all. Colin has the right take on UVA football. I actually don't know his take on that. Haven't paid attention to that. Maybe I will have to check that out. But anyways, George Kittle did not practice today for the 49ers. He has a toe injury. As for the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco did not practice. He's got a toe slash ankle injury. Joe Tooney, who we do not expect to play left guard, torn peck, strain peck, a strain is a tear. Either way, Joe Tooney did not practice today. Is a long shot to play in the Super Bowl. Chris Jones, the all-pro defensive tackle, he didn't practice today with a quad injury. Hope he rests up. Hope he heals up. He's got a, over a week before it actually matters. Also saw Legereus Sneed limited with a calf injury, but that's nothing new. He was limited all last week with a calf injury too. And Willie Gay limited with a neck injury there, hoping he is going to come back. 
And the final bowl that we have to talk about is unfortunately the Pro Bowl. I know, but you do have to realize Gardner Minshew is a Pro Bowl quarterback. Insane. Absolutely insane. Patrick Mahomes is not participating in the Pro Bowl. Lamar Jackson not participating in the Pro Bowl. So CJ Stroud, that makes sense. And Gardner Minshew are the replacements. No Josh Allen at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Anyways, at wide receiver, Monroe St. Brown and DK Metcalf are in. Monroe St. Brown should be in to begin with. He's an all-pro wide receiver for a reason. But A.J. Brown and Mike Evans are out. Stephon Diggs and Amari Cooper is in for Amari Cooper. Jameer Gibbs is in for Christian McCaffrey. Ed Ingram is in for Travis Kelsey. Jake Ferguson in for George Kittle. And at fullback, C.J. Ham is in for Kyle Juszczyk. There's other substitutions as well, but I'm not going to bore you with the offensive line and the defensive players. I know no one wants to hear about that, even if I care about it. I know no one else does, so I'm not going to list all of those transactions. Final couple news and notes across the NFL. Bengals want T. Higgins back, though they realize there are going to be some logistics to be had with T. Higgins coming back to the team. He's going to be offered quite a bit of money, but I ultimately do think T Higgins ends up getting the franchise tag by the Cincinnati Bengals. I do think he returns and then has the chance to hit free agency next year. But Bengals also do have to pay Jamar Chase this year as well. Well, I don't have to pay Jamar Chase this year, but they probably will. Now that Jamar Chase is eligible for a contract extension, Odell Beckham eligible for a contract extension with the Baltimore Ravens, or he will hit free agency come March. But either way, OBJ is back for at least one more year. He will not retire, has no intentions of retiring. Says that he knows he can still get it done, even though he was hardly used in the two playoff games while the, by the Baltimore Ravens became a part-time player towards the end of the year. So is Odell Beckham? Well, he's going to be back. He's going to be on a team somewhere, but in what capacity? We'll see. As for the Minnesota Vikings, TJ Hawkinson underwent surgery to repair his torn ACL on Monday, and that may come as a surprise. You may be shocked by that. You may be disappointed by that. But TJ Hawkinson tore his ACL and his MCL. His MCL would heal over time. That's how the injury works. Give it time, and it will heal. Unless it's fully torn, then you may need surgery on both. But that's not the case for TJ Hawkinson. And so instead, they let the MCL here heal. So now it's just one surgery on the ACL, and that has better outcomes long-term. So this is good, actually good news. Might sound like bad news for TJ Hawkinson that they waited this long for surgery. It is actually good news. It is associated with more positive outcomes. He's still probably going to end up on the PUP list, probably going to miss those first three games on the PUP list. But TJ Hawkinson will play in 2024. Kyler Murray tore it at a similar point. Quarterback versus tight end, very different, I understand. But I do expect TJ Hawkinson to play this season. And I do expect Kirk Cousins to play. Kirk Cousins is expected to be healthy ahead of free agency. He's expected to be throwing. He's expected to be on the field. So teams will be able to meet with him, will be able to sign him. He should be able to pass a physical. Kirk Cousins looking for a two-year deal worth $90 million guaranteed. Kirk Cousins looking to stay with the Minnesota Vikings. But if not... Someone's going to have to pay up. Someone's going to have to offer $45 million guaranteed per year over two years. And honestly, that's pretty good discount for Kirk Cousins, given the going rate is now above $50 million for the quarterback position. Speaking 
of quarterbacks that tore their Achilles tendon. Aaron Rodgers in the New York Jets. An article came out about the dysfunction within the New York Jets, and it sounds like the front office is kind of trying to blame the coaching staff. It kind of sounds like Robert Sala might not have control of that building, and they're really going to be relying on Aaron Rodgers to kind of save them. Aaron Rodgers, and granted, this is obviously true that the season was over as soon as Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and by all accounts in the building, Robert Sala blamed or just kind of used that as a, eh, what are we going to do? And a lot of people didn't sit well with that. But at the same time, could be former players, could be Dalvin Cook, bitter former players that are saying this as well. So what's going to happen with the New York Jets will ultimately be determined by the success that Aaron Rodgers has in 2024, which is still crazy to think about. Final news and notes. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, his buddy Pat McAfee is back on Monday Night Raw in the commentary booth. WWE going through a PR nightmare right now. Not going to get into that here, but the solution, according to WWE, is bringing Pat McAfee. How long until we see Aaron Rodgers now in a WWE ring? 